real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Everybody to the KIRP radio show, Kurt Radio. Some people call it. I call it keeping it real with Pudgy. And uh, I'd like to welcome you all to another eventful, beautiful show on this Sunday, February 23rd. February is almost out of here, folks. Uh, some people call it Black History Month. I like to say every month is Black History Month, but I can't help but to uh, bring up the fact that a lot of people recognize February as being. Uh, the month of Valentine's and the month of Black History. So as a tribute to all my Black History patrons out there and people that celebrate the month of February as being uh, Black History Month, I salute to you guys. And uh, thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show. You are B-I-G in my book, and I really appreciate the love that you guys show. 
I've seen a lot of black history facts out there and a lot of things that people are talking about that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, concerning black history, if you want to talk about that topic. But uh, we're not here to talk about that topic tonight. It is what it is. Got to give a shout out to all my people on Facebook out there that checks out the Facebook page, man. Much love to you guys. You always show me a lot of love and I really appreciate it. All my people out there in Twitter, if you guys are on in Twitter or if you have a Twitter, make sure you add us at symbol KRP radio show and also at symbol NC pudgy, you know, definitely show us some love on there. We'll definitely try to show some love back and we follow back everybody, man. It doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to my team, you know, whoever you are. I don't care what you believe in. You can be a porn star. Well, maybe we won't follow those back, but maybe, well, hmm. maybe we will. I don't know. Whoever you are, just follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, show us some love, and we try to show some love back to you. Also, got to give a shout out to my people out there, uh, Wake County GOP, out there, man, boots on the ground. These people are out there rocking, they making things happen. They are uh, what we like to call. Uh, soldiers in in the battle for what's right. And, uh, you know, those people out there in Wake County, man, it's a really big city, Raleigh, uh, you know, some parts of Durham. You know, people are really uh, uh, different. Uh, It's a a big majority of of, uh, all sorts of people out there in Raleigh, man. So, you, you know, be careful on what you might say. Be careful on what you might do because, you never know who you're going to offend. Okay, who am I kidding? Who cares who you offend, right? Let's just keep it real. Who cares who you offend? Who cares what people think? I, I, I seem to say this. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for what you really believe in. And that way, the people who really, uh, uh, really appreciate truth, you know, the people who really appreciate the freedom of speech, the people who really appreciate life and, and knowing that, you know, everybody's not the same and everybody's not going to agree with you. Those people will love you the most. It doesn't matter if they disagree. Shout out to my man, John Mullins, too. My man, John. We we always, we're always on Facebook talking about the things that we believe. John is a stout democratic individual for the reasons of people should have things and people should not be able to go without and People shouldn't suffer and that we have enough to take care of those people. I understand where he's coming from. I get that. He's a Democrat for the reasons of liberty. I understand that plainly. But we're different in things that we believe. We both want to achieve the same things, but we're different in in, in the way that our political uh, 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 beliefs align. We're just different in those ways. And I accept the difference in me and my conservatism. I accept people for what they believe in. See, that, that, that's the beautiful thing about believing in Christ and believing in God and, and, and being an individual on that walk, but also having conservative views. Listen, I, first of all, as I always say on this show, you guys can quote me on this, and I know a lot of people who probably don't agree with it, but it is what it is. You know, first of all, I believe that we define conservatism ourselves. I, I define conservatism for me and people that are like me, and I don't depend on anybody else to define what conservatism means. What? I mean, it's that's right. I, I don't. I don't think, as Little John says in the background, what I don't think that anybody can really stand up and speak for me and 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 make you understand why I'm a conservative. No, not better than me. You know, there's a lot of champions out there. There's a lot of people that 
you know, politically speaking, and in the grassroots organizations as well, there's a lot of people out there who are champions for conservatism. There's a lot of people who speak on various topics. There's a lot of people who go on talk shows and interviews and, I mean, you name it, and they're always talking about conservative principles and this and that and the other. But a lot of times, those people can explain what conservatism means for people who grew up like me or or people who are like me or people who are who believe in God like I do and people who believe in truth and liberty and freedom like I do. You know, a lot of times those conservatives can't uh, express my views to you and make you understand what I really believe. So when you throw names and titles and, and, and things around of that nature, like conservatism and democratic and Republican or liberal, and when you start throwing those phrases and those, those things around and those descriptions around, you know, people are skewed because they've only heard it from who they've heard it from. And that's who the media, you know, push forward, the, who the media hold in high regard, who the medium holds, or this guy is the most conservative. And, you know, those are the people that, talk real loud and those are the people that the media always put on front street so it seems that those are the people who are the champions and who speak for everybody but i'm here to tell you guys that's not so you know that's not what reality is you know that's not where we are it's not only those people who speak for middle america it's not only those people who speak for all conservatives that believe in christ it's not only those people who believe in what truth and the the freedom of living and the freedom of life is, you know, even though, though even though those, those people are champions, even though the media does put those people on front street, those aren't the people who believe in uh, equality in life like we do. You know, they don't hold the highest regard of all people in America. Like, you know, some Democrats and some Republicans will only speak for people on their side. You know, they won't speak for people on the other side who believe basically the same principles that they do, but they just politically align themselves differently. You know, they don't speak for those people. I'm one of those guys, and on this show, the KRP radio show, I'm one of those people who speak for everybody, okay? But first of all, I speak for me. Whether I do a good job of it or not, I don't know. That's up to you. You guys hold that power to let me know and to let your friends know and to let everybody else know if I do a good job at it or not. But at the end of the day, I'm an everyday guy, just like you are. I get up in every morning and I go to work. I raise my kids. I live in what I like to call the reality of America, the real Main Street, the real Martin Luther King Avenue, the real projects, the real upscale neighborhood in regular cities. You know, And, and what that means is I'm not away from the scene. Like I don't live behind some big brick wall and I'm not living in reality. And my reality doesn't come from TV. My reality comes from reality. So I can easily speak for a lot of you. And a lot of people, you, a lot of you guys want to believe what I believe. A lot of you guys agree with some of the things that I'm saying, but what scares you away is that title conservative. But if you sit down and you listen long enough and you understand where I'm coming from and the things that I'm talking about, you'll quickly see that those are some of the same beliefs that you have. Those are some of the same things that you have. For example... I'm a guy who believes that entitlement should be cut off for a lot of America, a lot of Americans in America. I'm one of those guys that thinks, you know, and, and, and I'm sick of people talking about food stamps, but let me go there for one second. I'm one of those guys who believes that a lot of people in America 
should be cut off of food stamps. Why? Because there's a lot of able bodies that are able to get up every morning just like I do and that most of America does and get off their butts and either go find a job, go hustle and bring some money in their house, or go to work. It's real simple. And there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that believes that. There's a lot of people on the Democratic side who wants to say, you know what, P? I agree with you. There's a lot of people in the PJs that don't belong in the PJs that aren't really trying to use this as a hand up out of the situation. There's a lot of people that live this lifestyle of dependency. But when you hear it from the other side, when a Democrat hears that from a Republican or a Republican hears something from a Democrat, it's like cats and dogs fighting. When the truth of the matter is most, most of us believe in the same things. Most of us believe simply this. If you're able to work, you should work, and nobody should have to take care of you. Most all of us believe in that. But because of politics and political ideology and people not comfortable with someone that, that doesn't believe like you saying the same thing that you basically believe, because we're uncomfortable with that, we find a flaw in it, and then there's a debate, and then we go from talking about solutions to the problems that we have into just bickering and trying to make a point, and that's where we get nowhere, as usual. So this is what's going on with politics today. If you believe, and, and, and I say this with my chest poked out, because I am sick of everybody talking about food stamps. I am. We got bigger problems in this nation than that. But if you believe, if you're the type of person that believes once President Obama gets out of the office, and I'm not talking about President Obama anymore, I'm trying to get away from that. Everybody's got their, 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 their camera lens focused on that and their, you know, their, their eyes gleamed and beamed on that. I'm sick of that too. He's out of my scope. But the fact remains that if you're one of the people that believe President Obama getting out of the White House, everything will be better. If you're one of those people that believe everything will be better after that, you clearly, clearly don't understand what the whole problem is from the beginning. And you maybe need to go back and get some more education on what's going on. Go to a call out of the 917. You click the one, so maybe you got a comment. You're on the air with Pudgy. Who's this? How you doing, Pudgy? This is Chaplain Viviana from New York. God bless you. Oh, my Lord. It is a pleasure. Just, you know, I love this lady on the phone. I don't know if anybody knows that or not. How are you, Chaplain Viviana? I'm dealing with a little bit of uh, laryngitis, so please forgive the way I sound, but you are you're bringing up a point that is so, so important that people get in this hour, all of us, me included. No, it's not going to get better. Uh, just as President Obama is taken out of office or leaves office, thing is that we don't have... Um, I didn't say everyone because I can't do a broad brush. But sure. right now we have people that instead of serving the nation, they're in the places of power to serve themselves. What kind Absolutely. of uh, port can I bring home? What kind of way can I keep myself and other people around me employed? And instead of, like you said, giving people a hand up what they want them to do. And I'm sorry, the, the food stamps is a big indicator of the plight of the nation. 
Some people are so caught in this web of not being able to work because of the the economic um, uh, downturn. Uh, sure. There's a, a Wall Street guy that admitted on TV that he was so greedy that he just wanted to earn and earn and earn, and he didn't want to see trickle down. It, it's coming from everywhere, and the, the main mm-hmm. thing is we're not putting God first. We're not asking God to give us wisdom to know how to move out of this situation, and it's the 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 sin of the nation. When you push God out, what do you expect? Chaos. <laughs> and that's where we are. Go, my you know, that's, that's exactly yeah. where we are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ch- yeah, and, and, and as far as you're concerned, brother, mm-hmm. you are giving us a medium for discussion. And no one can say you are pro this or pro that. There are people that are blue dog Democrats that really believe in our nation, and they're being choked out of the Democratic Party. There are mm-hmm. people in the Democratic Party that want to keep people um, down. But there are Republicans that, like, say, I'm in New York, and um, quite frankly, they wanted to use me as a little puppet. You know, this little Hispanic woman, we can groom Mm -hmm. her, we can do this. I said, but wait a minute. If you put this Hispanic in office, I'm not playing by anybody's tune. I want to do what's right for the people. So there's errors in both parties. Now we have to vote coming up, um, looking at people's um, records, because records don't lie, and say forget about this party delineation that everybody's blind about. Look at the right candidates for the office. Are they qualified? And then go for it. Wow. So, so there's, there, there's people out there, and, and this is no surprise to me. I just want to clear it up for my listeners, but you're, you're saying that there's people out there who, who attempted to get you to be some sort of champion, some sort of humanitarian candidate, right? Kind of like that, because the thing is that, um, and I'm not going to get into names, the thing is that sure, sure. they said, well, we have to have a Hispanic. And I said, wait a minute. Um, For example, um, you know, it's like we want you to play to our tune is what I got. I never got it, like, said to me, but you could kind of read between the lines. Absolutely. And I said, no, I'm I'm not going to be anybody's, you know, token anything. I want to be there to do what is right for, for those that I serve and constituents. And don't put me out. That's what happens a lot in in both parties. We're going to put you out and we're going to trot you in front so that you can do our bidding. No. If you really want to support the right candidate, then you need to let them do what is right according to your party platform, not to subjugate. And then the other thing was um, I found also that, for example, um, there was a person running for mayor in New York. I'm just going to say it. It was Fernando Ferrer, uh, uh, Freddie Ferrer. And I got, as a Republican, I got crucified 
because I would not vote for him. Now, he was responsible for sheep motels in New York City. For those who don't know about sheep motels, they're the ones where you check in for an hour or two, do um, your business. things that you're not supposed to do in terms of business, intimacy, and then check out. There were other things. I didn't feel that he was the right man. And just because he was Puerto Rican, they wanted me to vote for him. I said, no, I do want a Puerto Rican mayor, but I don't want this individual in (laughs) office. And people have to realize that it's not the color of the skin, it's the qualifications. Because if not, we get who we deserve. If we Mm -hmm. just go by feelings, it's not helping the nation. It isn't. Mm -hmm. And people must wake up to that fact. There are dreams that we want to have, and we want somebody to represent our um, our own race, but not if it's going to drag the country down. And sometimes this whole thing about, you know, you're criticizing that one because he's black or he's orange or he's green. No, we're criticizing it because the promises are not kept. Sure. They're not doing what they said they were going to do. And then the blame game, I mean, come on now. Let's get off with the blame game. Are you doing what you said? Are you going where you said you were going to take the country? Is the country better off? And I could say it for both. Any president that was running and, and didn't renew or do what they said they were going to do, they should be out of office. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of God. God has a covenant with our nation. And if we go after whoever's the hand of man that's gonna quote unquote provide for us instead of God and looking at godly qualifications for candidates, we're not gonna get back on track. You know what, Chaplain Viviana, I I, I personally believe that you know, I, I always push for, you know, politically speaking, I always push for in, independence. I always push for people uh, to be independent, especially in thought, especially mm-hmm. in belief when it comes to, you know, aligning themselves with the party. I think that the middle of the road is the way to go first, and then you can lean either way that's beneficial for you, uh, considering the things that the candidates are saying. And, and you know, a lot of people don't like that because you can't vote in the primary this way. You can't do this. But, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of power in, in being an independent. I, I think that we could make a stronghold there. We can make a big move there. People are talking about yeah. third parties, and they all want it to be mm-hmm. their particular party. But I personally think that if more people were independent in thought, that would force some legislation mm-hmm. to change, and we would all be able to vote in any primary that we so choose. If we can get that, I think that would be good. But right now, they have the independent party so pegged that Mm -hmm. um, they engineer it so one party is dominant over even the other party in a state. Like, for example, in New York, unfortunate but true, if you want to run, you have to get grassroots on the independent line. You know, you got to do it that way. If not, the unions eat you up. They go almost 80% Democrat, brother. Mm. How do you do that? 
you know, and you go, well, wait a minute. Oh. I said, if there's not balance, uh, there's a pastor in our city that says balance is the key to life. If we can't balance where there's checks and balances, where there's enough of each party just doing the job for the city. I mean, some people think that this is a pipe dream. That's not so. We can change the system if we're willing, but don't put a candidate out there without you backing them. And so that's the only way the independent party would work, Brother um, uh, Pudgy. And right now it's, it's only the Lord's hand that can help this grassroots say enough is enough. And I, I hope people will be thanks, Chaplain Viviana, too. And we got we got to move on. We got speaking of checks and balances. God we got you. Charlotte for stretching your budget here on the air. We got to move on and bring her on on the air. Chaplain Viviana, it's it's beautiful talking to you as always. You know I love you, and and definitely please keep in touch. And I'm looking forward to talking to you even more. So we got to have you back okay. on the show so we can have more. See in, you in, in Virginia. Are you going to the Frederick Douglass conference in Virginia? I will have you told them? In, I think I will be in LA during the same time that is going on. But um, I will. Okay, I will can you let, let you know your that... listeners know about it, just in case, because that's an excellent forum to really it make is. a difference. It absolutely All is. Right, God and bless I would you. Love I want to enjoy God bless your, you too, your show. And, and make sure you send me the information. Uh, eight twenty-seven p.m. on the hours. Time to bring on the checks and balances, lady. You know the bag lady, the lady that's always getting people to save, the lady that tells you guys how to save a little money. Let's see if she can give us something real quick. Welcome to the show, Charlotte Holder for StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, what's up? Hey, what's up? Not much. Man, you sound like really Charlotte tonight. I like that. My voice is going out and yours is coming up. Been doing a lot of screaming going on this week, but you sound really chippier, chipper tonight. What's up? It's the weather. Puts me in a good mood. <laughs> the weather, man. You never. Oh, the weather was awesome this weekend. Is that it the word we can, can amazing. use? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the, the weather was. How about outstanding, baby? The weather was just. It was just <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was nice here in North Carolina. I spent a lot of time inside, but every time I got to go outside, I was out there and soaking up this weather and talking to people and. Got to talk about I love being a black father I like a lot. Talked about the Love and Father Society a lot. You know, it's a beautiful weekend, man. What What did you do this weekend? Um, well, I didn't have an exciting weekend. I worked overtime on Saturday all day, oh. eight hours, so that wasn't that fun. But um, today we uh, went to church and just spent all afternoon outside. So kids were playing, went for a walk, all that kind of stuff. Well, at least you had a nice Sunday, you know. A nice Sunday is always yeah. cool, too. That sets the week off right, you know. Exactly. Now yeah. I'm tired. All that, you know, exerting energy. I was like, man, I can get to sleep right now. <laughs> all that fun. You had all that fun in the sun. That's why you're tired. But it's cool, though, right. when, when you've had the fun in the sun and you're tired rather than just being inside and the snowing outside and all this and all that drama and it's cold and you know, I'll take the fun in the sun tide over over every, all the other stuff any day. Yes. Well, I mean, you know me. I like the snow, too. It's one of the reasons why I love to live in North Carolina, because we get the best of both worlds. But it was really nice to have the sun, too. Well, you know what? Speaking of North Carolina, uh, we just got that snow last week, and there were a mm-hmm. lot of people on the street, you know, shoveling snow and 
trying to get out of their driveways and just spending a lot of money on this and spending a lot of money on that. So I actually had the time to go over your website and which is stretchingyourbudget.com, by the way, for everybody out there who needs to know. But I actually had time to go on your go on your website and look at everything that you had going on. And I don't know about you, Charlotte, but like on all my social media pages and the Facebooks and the Twitters, it's like everybody's pregnant. So maybe it's this cold weather <laughs> that got all these couples inside and these husbands and these wives and they were snuggling up under blankets and they're making babies. And then, uh, it seems like everybody's pregnant. Yeah. So I noticed on your page, on the stretching your budget, you have something about diapers. So I thought maybe you could enlighten us on that and maybe it would be beneficial to somebody and we could just pass on that information. I know we're short for time. We got our guest Al and our cash coming on here in about two minutes, but if you could just let us know what's going on with stretching your budget.com and those diapers, because everybody's pregnant. We got what's going on. I have a lot of friends that are pregnant too. Every day it seems like they're popping up. So um, that that diaper deal you saw is actually already ended, unfortunately. But Aww. there's always deals for diapers. So um, it's you know if you guys um, I'm gonna name drop. I'm sorry, but I have to in order to make my point. But if you go, if you have a hair sitter near you, I know um, it's kind of a, a, a southern, east southeastern kind of store. So um, you you guys in the north will not have these, but they are doing super doubles, and there's some excellent deals on diapers there. Um, but Target, which was what that deal was, they have that, that same type of deal all the time with their um, Up and Up brand, which is their kind of name brand diapers, which if, you've, if you're kind of like, I'm not sure about off-brand diapers, if they'll leak or whatever, I will say Up and Up diapers are really good. We've used those with our kids, so... Um, if you're not sure, those are good. But anyways, they have a lot of times um, deals on their diapers where you get a gift card back. So that's definitely always the time that you want to buy. So just keep an eye out for the the flyers there, and whenever they're going, you know, offering the deal, they'll be on sale. Plus, you get like a ten dollar gift card back if you buy like two boxes. Um, nice. You can also get if you don't know with Target if you've shopped there a lot. Um, if you get their check card, their Visa check card, it's not a credit card. They do not run your credit. Um, you just basically, when you go in the store, you give them a, a blank check to run, and it's basically your checking account through their card. And nobody else has access to it but you. I mean, it's just like your debit card. But when mm-hmm. you use it at Target stores, you get 5% off your purchases and free shipping anytime online there. So, oh. um yeah, I mean, 5% off doesn't sound like a lot, but if you do a lot of shopping there and you spend a lot, um, especially on diapers, 5% adds up. So that's just another way to save. Even if you don't have coupons, it's just an easy way to swipe your check card, come straight out of your checking account, um, no credit checks or anything like that. So definitely another way to save um, on diapers. So those are a few hints. Five percent is five percent. I don't know about everybody uh, else, but I could definitely use a five percent cut in my yeah, grocery bill. Yeah, and it's like not you're not having to clip a coupon or do anything extra. It's just by using that that Target truck card there, you get five percent off. And Target carries diapers and 
food and everything else under the sun now. So, I mean, you can pretty much get whatever you want. If you don't want to clip coupons, that's just a way to save 5%. Well, I'm definitely down with 5%, and I need to get that. So anybody else out there got any tips on couponing or how I can save? And I don't know about you guys, but I will cut a coupon. There's nothing wrong with that. Charlotte, I've even gotten so bold where I'll take the whole sale paper in the store. I don't even cut the Dang, coupon no more. I'm coupon balling so hard, Charlotte, I don't even <laughs> cut the coupon no more. I take the whole page in the store and make them cut it. What's up with that? Oh, Lord. They probably hate you, man. Yeah, they hate me, but you know what? They take my coupon, though, and I save those dollars, and that's what it's all about. So, folks, make sure you guys check out stretchingyourbudget.com. That's where Charlotte puts all the deals up all the information about saving extra dollars. And, Charlotte, let them know how they can save extra money and how they can follow you on other sites. You can um, find us on Facebook by searching Triad Super Saver, or you can type it in. The URL is facebook.com forward slash stretching your budget. Um, I've also created, this is new to YouTube, buddy, but um, if you search under groups on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. stretching your budget deals, it's just a group that I have, and it's just easier to find. Um, you know, I'll post deals in there. It's just an easier way to find it instead of having to sort through your, your feed on your Facebook page. So that's just another way to find more deals. You can also find us on Twitter at symbol stretch your budget, S-T-R-E-T-C-H-U-R, budget. Charlotte, you're always creating something, man. I don't know how in the world. You, you stay busy. <laughs> I appreciate it, though, because you do it for the people, baby. Yes. For the people, by the people. Charlotte, one more thing before you go, because I didn't do this last week, but I didn't ask you to give a shout-out. And you know we do shout-outs. I would say shout-out to Ben. He um, has been going to the grocery store for me all week during Super Doubles and helping me out. So my husband for for helping out uh, and doing all that he does around here. So. Oof. I appreciate your husband, Ben. Shout out to you, Charlotte. Thanks for coming through to the show. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Have a good one. All right, you too. That's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, folks. Always coming in, dropping some jewels, letting you guys know how you can save a couple more dollars. Now, I want to reiterate her shout out before we go to this commercial. Shout out to her husband, Ben, who's been going to the store for her all week. This song... My brother out to nine cash, folks. Stay tuned. Yeah. Calling all Wake County registered Republicans. You're invited to meet your elected officials and candidates for this year's elections. 2014 has many and very important elections and you need to be present to help. North Carolina House, North Carolina Senate, County Commissioners, Sheriff, District Attorney, Wake County Judges, and Supreme Court Judges as well. This is a free meeting with free parking so there's no excuse for you not being in the House. The Wake County Republican Party will be holding 11 different precinct meetings across the county, and one of them is close to where you live. Between February 20th and February 25th, 
For more information, make sure you log on to www.wakegop.org. Again, that's www.wakegop.org. Make sure you pre-register and get yourself in the house. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jewel Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Folks, to the KIRP radio show where we do it BIG. And if you're ready for your guest, say yeah. Somebody say yeah. All right, welcome to the show, my brother Algernon Cash. Folks, this man is amazing. His resume is too long. I, I don't know how he does it, man. It, this, this guy is, uh, he, he, he hustles. That's all I can tell you. He hustles. He's a trailblazer. He's always all around North Carolina and always all around this country. He has more jobs than the guys pop on uh, Everybody Hates Chris. So, welcome to the show, Algernon Cash. How are you, sir? What's going on, Pudgy? How you doing this Sunday night, man? I'm doing wonderful, brother, and it is a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm feeling great. The weather was good here in North Carolina. I don't know about you, brother, but this is just perfect for me. What about you? Well, I, I tell you, man, um, you, you were talking about my, my long resume, and um, in order to have a resume that long, I don't I don't get out the house too often. So the only only thing I saw with the weather today was that it was, the sun was shining, but I was locked in the <laughs> office all day, man. I, I I just been grinding today. The key word you said that I heard that rung bells for me was locked in, L O C K I N, or L O C K E D I N. Excuse me. Um, locked in seems to be your movement, man. I, I've noticed on your social media page. A lot of pages, excuse me. A lot of people uh, hashtag locked in. You know what, what's that all about? Well, you know it's something I started, man, a few years ago um, when I used to be on air at ninety-seven point one. We used to ask people if they were locked in, and um, you know it's just something I've been doing for the last few years. It, it actually indicates a sort of a personal philosophy that I have for myself. You know, many years ago, you know, after I started my company, you know, when you're when you're going through the process of starting a company. You work on your organizational philosophy, and you try to figure out what your 
vision and your mission and your principles and values are going to be. But what I realize, Pudgy, is a lot of us are out here, um, we may be champion a, a corporate mission, but we don't have a personal mission of our own. We may be going to work every day, you know, trying to fulfill the mission of our company or trying to fulfill the mission of our church or trying to fulfill the mission of certain organizations. But it's important to have a personal mission. It's important to have a personal vision, and it's very important to understand what your personal values are. And so I just start asking people, do you have your vision locked in? Do you have your values locked in? And do you have your purpose locked in? So that's where it came from. Well, I am locked in with you, brother. I'm definitely locked in with you. And uh, we're locked in here together on the KRP Radio Show. And let's get down to where I brought you here on the show, man. Since you're so locked in and I'm so locked in, and together we're locked in to North Carolina, uh, there's a lot of talk about energy being the new catalyst that can get us out of some of this debt that we're in and can, that can hopefully catapult us to being the, the number one superpower in uh, economics again. Well, well, you know, I, I, I want to correct you on something. It, it's not about catapulting us back to being the number one and in, 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 in being a superpower in, the, in, in terms of global economies. We're already still a superpower. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of times, and, you know, your listeners and a, and a lot of listeners around the country need to remember um, that, you know, America, um, we still are the most innovative country. We still have the largest GDP. Um, we, we, we have a really firm capitalist society. Um, that has, sure. has allowed a lot of people to be lifted out of poverty. So we're still number one in terms of being a, a global superpower. But, Pudgy, what's going on right now is the last several years here domestically inside of our country, we've been going through some challenges, as you know. Um, we, we, suffered from a ma- we suffered from a major crisis in the housing market. We had a major crisis in our credit markets. And, and through all that, it caused a tremendous amount of unemployment, and it really has caused families a, a tremendous amount of turmoil in, in the process. And so what we need right now, Pudgy, in our country is we really need a catalyst. We need a catalyst in order to get people back to work. We need a catalyst in order to restore fiscal prosperity in Washington. And we need a catalyst just to get things moving forward. And, um, and, and I, I firmly believe energy, domestic energy production, is that catalyst and that's why I got involved with the North Carolina Energy Forum several years ago and just recently accepted the position of my Minority Engagement Director with the America's Energy Forum, Pudgy. So I'm going to be spending nice. time um, going state to state talking about this energy movement that's coming across America. Well, you know, you have been a busy man talking about energy here in North Carolina, and, and, I, and I think you're the excellent choice to go around, you know, all of America and help enlighten people because – one thing that I noticed about what, the way you bring across your message and the way you deliver the, the, the content is that you don't choose a side. Um, I, I've heard you in several places address some of the questions out there, and, and I've got a, a few here myself that some people have written in, but you know, I, I understand the way that you – or I like the way, I guess I should say. I like the way that you're, you're nurturing with your message, but at the same time you're stern because it sounds to me that you believe in everything that you're saying, and you seem to back this stuff up with statistics, Al, you know? Well, you know, I, I firmly believe, you know, Pudgy, I, I was raised by my grandfather. I, I had that fortunate uh, experience, and my grandfather taught me that you only have one life to live, and if you're going to live that life, you better do the things that you really care about and that you're most passionate about. And so I would not be spending the last several years of my life um, um, going to Rotary Clubs, 
going out to community groups, going to workshops, talking about this energy movement if I didn't passionately and, and fundamentally and firmly believe in what I'm saying. And so I firmly believe that this is the catalyst that's going to move our country forward. But, but what we need right now, Pudgy, and hopefully your listeners um, who are carefully listening tonight and supporting your, your show, what we need from them is we need for them to get behind the movement too. You know, right now you, you, you take, for example, what's going on with the Keystone Pipeline here in our country. Um, you know, we've been studying that issue for five years. Um, we've had uh, five federal reviews. Um, we've had over a million comments related to the pipeline. And, it, it, you know, the, the, the time has come to go ahead and move that pipeline forward. But in order for that to happen, we've got to get your listeners, we've got to get people from all around North Carolina, we've got to get people from all around the country to start getting engaged with this issue. They've got to be calling their congressmen. We've got to reach out to people like Senator Kay Hagan. We've got to reach out to people like Senator Burr. And we've got to ask them to get behind energy in this country so we can get families back to work. Mm. Get behind the issues, man. It's People don't engage, Algernon. It's, 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 it seems like people engage with controversy and theory and conspiracy rather than getting behind the fact. Now, I found myself uh, defending uh, hydraulic fracking. You know, I find myself defending energy as a whole as being a catalyst because, frankly, as I look into the past and look into the future and, and our current situation now, I can't see anything that America is doing that can really catapult us and sustain us like energy. I mean, if you look at something like uh, oil and natural gas, 9.8 million U.S. jobs, and they contribute a trillion dollars to our national economy's GDP. I mean, come on, man. If we could really get behind something like that and make some, some decent push behind it, there's no telling where we could go, Algernon. What's your take on that? People don't believe that energy is going to – or, or sustain us the way that it should? You know, what do you think? Well, you know, Pudgy, it's not only what the energy industry contributes to the national economy. We also need to stop and look at it from the standpoint of what the energy industry contributes to the U.S. Treasury every single, every single year. $86 million every single day, $86 million every single day wow. goes to the U.S. Treasury from the energy industry. So right now, Pudgy, when we are dealing with a uh, massive budget deficit in Washington, we have deficits that are running somewhere around 6 to 8% of our GDP. Um, that's certainly unsustainable. We have a uh, national debt that's somewhere around $17 trillion currently. That's certainly unsustainable. Right now, we should be doing everything humanly possible to take the shackles off the private sector, including the energy industry, to generate growth so we can generate the tax receipts that it's going to be necessary to bring down these deficits, to bring down the debt in our country. Energy can't do it alone. I don't want to fool anybody, but it can certainly make a huge dent in um, what's going on with our fiscal situation in Washington. I'll go one step further. Right now we see food costs going up every single day, and that's having a huge impact primarily on minority families. At the same time, when you look at, the, when you look at minority families and you look at their budget every single month, a, a, a um, extraordinary proportion of their budget goes towards utilities and energy costs on a monthly basis. We should be doing everything possible to produce energy as cheap as possible to get the cost down, and that's an immediate tax cut right there 
to middle-income families. We're talking about trying to go up on the minimum wage to give a, to, to give a boost to, to, um, to low-income and middle-wage families. Well, how about get the cost of energy down? How about get the cost of food down? And that's an immediate tax cut right there. So when you, when you, so, really, when you really stand back, Pudgy, and look at it, energy is so yeah. pervasive throughout our entire economy, we really got to be doing something about it. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think that – I think if it was clearly explained, kind of like what you're doing by going around the country and talking to different groups, I think if it was clearly explained and proven to folks, you know, with, with – with, you know, some people you can't prove anything to, Algernon. I, I've, I've clearly realized that. But, uh, you know, I just think that the forums that you guys have – should continue, I mean, in, in bigger avenues and even more. And, you know, maybe there are some people out there that you can vet and, you know, uh, NC for Energy can vet or, or these other organizations that are for energy out here. Maybe there are more people that can be vetted and to get the message out even more because it seems that people just aren't listening. I mean, I just look at it like this. Hydraulic fracking, let, let me touch on that here for a second. Um, it's no secret that there are some – uh, it's, it, that, that's an oxymoron almost. But it's no secret that there are some secrets in the chemical chemical mixtures that are used. Um, if they were to frack next door to your house, per se, Algernon, or up the block from you, with you being an everyday citizen, not a politician, but an everyday citizen, you know, uh, of of North Carolina, how would you feel if something like that were to take place in your neighborhood? Well, you know, Pudgy, if that was to happen on my, my neighborhood, you know, I would want the uh proper safeguards to be put in place, you know, in the case that, of course, we had some kind of a well blowout or, or some kind of a critical issue, I would want the proper authorities and first responders to be trained and educated about what they need to be able to do and, and, and be able to do it um, as quickly as possible. And when you look at what, the, what we were able to do here in North Carolina as it relates to hydraulic fracturing, we were able to make sure that energy companies that are going to locate here to our state, yes, you're right, a part of that uh, fluid or chemical that is used to, to, to call the, cause the fissures and underground shell formations, part of that is a proprietary blend that energy companies do not want to share with one another um, for the same reason why Pepsi doesn't want to share their formula with Coca-Cola. Um, they Absolutely. don't want the competition to know what they're using. However, what we were able to do here in North Carolina is we were ha able to have a policy implemented whereabout the energy companies will have to disclose what's in that mixture to North Carolina Diener, and, and that's mm -hmm. the Department of Environment and Natural Resources. The reason why that's important, if there's some kind of a major issue, some kind of a well blowout, someone needs to have access to what those chemicals are so that we can put together the proper response and put it together as soon as possible. So that, that's an example of, of what we're trying to do to make sure that the industry is operating safely, Pudgy. And I want to address one other thing you said just a moment ago. What we're doing out here as it relates to the North Carolina Energy Forum as well as America's Energy Forum is we're not trying to prove anything to anybody. The science already proves what we're talking about. The facts and the numbers already prove what we're talking about. What we're trying to do is make people more aware of something that's going to happen whether they want it to happen or not. This energy boom is already underway. It's already happening. When you look at the Keystone Pipeline, okay, even if environmentalists are successful in shutting the pipeline down, um, Canada is going to find other ways to move that, that resource around. They're still going to take advantage of what's happening out here in the global economy. So the energy boom and, and, and everything that we're talking about is coming in anyway. 
What we're trying to do is help people to become aware. We're trying to help people to connect with real facts. You know, there's a cloud of myths and a cloud of mistruths out there. We want people to be able to connect with the real information, the real scientific information. They can do that, Pudgy, by going to ncenergyforum.com. They can also go to americasenergyforum.com. There's a tremendous amount of information, factual information at both websites. And then, as you mentioned, we're also doing these, these town hall um, forums. Now, right now, we've only done them here in North Carolina. We have another one coming up this Thursday on the 27th. It's going to be at Johnson C. Smith University. Um, kicks off at 9.30 a.m. It's complimentary, no cost. We'll have some coffee and some, some danishes and those kind of things out there for you. And really what we want people to do is come out, engage, and be able to get some real factual information about what's going on with domestic energy here in this country. And we'll be doing these kind of town halls all over the Tar Heel State, and we'll be expanding them into other states as well. Nice. That's beautiful. And that's, that's this coming Thursday, Algernon? It is. This Thursday at 9.30 a.m. at Johnson C. Smith University. That's right. And um, I know you've got a big following, Pudgy, on Facebook. Um, we're on Facebook. Please go like our page. There is some information there. If you go to North Carolina Energy Forum on, on Facebook, there's some information about the event that's coming up this Thursday. Um, Pudgy, as you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook, man. You and I, we stay connected there. I would love for your friends to be my friends, and, and certainly, you know, I try to do my job on a daily basis, keeping people up to speed um, on what's happening, factual information on what's happening in the energy industry. Sure. We, uh, we, we did put up a, a, a thing where folks could send in email with questionnaires, and we got a couple here on the, on the Facebook page speaking of that, so uh, I'm just going to read oh, off. Great. I, I think one, one question that we got from uh, this listener, Jason Shepard. Shout out to Jason Shepard, too. Definitely B.I.G. for listening. You're, you're a citizen, brother. Uh, number one, he had wire companies allowed to keep the chemical mixture use a secret. I think you already addressed that. Uh, how does compulsory... Uh, pooling and the loss of mineral rights to my land help my economic freedom. Hmm. And you know, again, with the with the bill that we had go through the General Assembly, um, we had um, provisions that was included in that bill to sort of um, 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 be able to prevent compulsory pooling. So again, we we are, you know, the the good thing about this is Pudgy, you know, a lot of people think that this concept called hydraulic fracturing is so brand new. And a lot of yeah. people think we're just sort of figuring it out as we go along. And, that, and that's not the case. The process itself has been around 60 years. We Absolutely. have close to 2 million wells that have been um, drilled here in our country at this point. And one of the opportunities that we have in North Carolina right now, and I, I, I like the questions that we're getting, one of the opportunities that we have here in North Carolina is we have the chance to learn what other states did wrong and as we're, as we're implementing our policies and implementing our rules here, as we get ready for the process to get underway here in our state, we have the chance to get it right. We have the chance to learn from what everybody's done and make sure as we craft legislation, um, we do it in a way that we're going to still balance the needs of our environment against the needs of families to get getting back to work. Mm, I like that. Uh, the last question here that I'll, that I'll read from the same listener, uh, in light of recent coal ash spill by Duke Power, why were the reports of groundwater contamination from 2011 through 2013 ignored? You know, that's a good question, and it, it's, it's not particularly an issue that I've studied a whole bunch. Um, I, I did see the, 
recent press conference that uh, North Carolina Daner conducted, and I know they've they've got the issue under study right now. You know what I can say about this 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 whole coal ash this this tragic incident related to the coal ash spill. Um, you know I think one thing that people need to understand because there is some confusion out there. You know people think there is some kind of correlation between hydraulic fracturing and this coal ash spill, and and there isn't. Um, the coal ash spill was a result of coal ash actually seeping into the waterway and obviously into the groundwater. Um, coal ash is something that is a byproduct of um, producing electricity using coal-fired plants. Um, now, you know, although the North Carolina Energy Forum, we believe in an all-of-the-above energy strategy, Pudgy, I'm really hugely in favor of us doing more natural gas electricity um, generation. It's a lot cleaner, um, it, it, it's a lot cheaper, and we have abundant supplies. Um, and the way we get access to it is through hydraulic fracturing. Um, so, you know, the kind of things that happen with the coal ash spill, those things could be prevented as we move further and further away from coal-fired um, energy production and move more into um, natural gas production. I'm, de- I'm definitely in favor of, of natural gas, and uh, I just wanted to add to that, you know, with the development of American natural gas, it's also reducing, uh, you know, our average electricity prices by 10%. And, you know, it should allow Americans to save a lot of money on average, like around, a, what, $1,200 a year, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, if we get our way, you know, by 2000, I think it's 25 or 35. I'm, I'm, I'm missing the number somewhere here, but it should be the number should be expected to rise more than $2,000 in savings per family. So, you know, I, I think that there are some strides that are making. It said that it said that we have over 160 years supply of natural gas. Algernon, I don't know if that number is right or not. I may got a twisted somewhere, but. You know, I think we're making some positive strides in use of natural gas. You know, the the reality is, Pudgy, you know, we, we, we know that we've got well over a century of supply here mm-hmm. in our country, and it could even be more than that. But the, the challenge that we have right now is we have a federal government that refuses to get out of the way. We are not allowed to really explore and study um, our energy resources in a way for us to really get a good handle on how much we really do have. Right now, 90% of our offshore energy resources are off limits because the federal government won't issue permits for companies to mine in, in that territory. So, you know, what we really need, again, I'm going to reiterate it again as we get ready to wind down here. I know you're running short on time. Um, I really want your listeners to help us out. And the way they help us out is, number one, they go to nsingenergyforum.com. They study some of the factual information that we have there. Number two, for your North Carolina listeners, we really need you to call your Senator Kay Hagan. She supports the expansion of the Keystone Pipeline already, um, but we need her to call on um, President Obama and allow the Keystone Pipeline to move forward and also allow North Carolina to begin to get into the offshore energy business. And then we just need generally people to stay in tune with what we're doing. Um, Stay engaged. They can always email me directly at acash at algernoncash.com, and um, I would love to stay connected with your listeners. Well, we're going to definitely try to do our our part in that, man, and I I apologize to you and my listeners. I'm a little bit off tonight. It's been a busy, 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 busy week for me, brother. A lot of talking, a lot of engaging with people. Definitely got to give a shout-out to you, man. Shout-out to my other people out there at the Love and Father Society. Shout out to I Love Being a Black Father. And shout out to all my listeners out there who are B.I.G. in our book. And Algernon, before we allow you to leave this scene, my brother, you already know we do shout outs. 
So before you go and while the music plays, we need you to give us a shout out to take us out of here. Well, you know, Pudge, I, I normally I know you always do shout outs. I normally don't do a shout out, but um, I'm I'm actually going to give a shout out to someone who I know is listening, a real special someone. I'm not going to say her name, put her on the spot. She knows who she is. Um, she's getting ready for The Walking Dead. I believe, Pudgy, that's what you're getting ready for right now, too, right? Oh, yeah, brother. You know it. Well, that's exactly what I know she's getting ready to do, and I, I just want to say thank you for um, for listening tonight. All right, there it is. So thank you for listening, my fellow Walking Dead uh, patrons. So my daughter and I, we're about to get the popcorn ready, and I have a date with my beautiful queen. Hey, as always, God is love. Love is God. You guys continue to listen to the show. Your B.I.G. in my book. Algernon, thanks for taking the time to come on and listening to me. And folks, remember, Algernon says we need to engage our representatives. We need to engage our our neighbors. We need to engage our friends and our coworkers. And let's talk about it and get some truth to it and understand what's really going on. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. We'll, talk, we'll speak to you again real soon. Have a great week, Pudgy. All right, you too. Algernon Cash, folks, you can find them on Twitter, at symbol Algernon Cash, A-L-G-E-N-O-N, Cash is the word. Find them on Twitter, you can also find them on Facebook, and you know where to find us, man. As always, you guys are B-I-G in my book. See you next week.